really the one, I mean, even though we always, our eyes are always drawn to the Warriors game, actually it looks like could be one of the better games of round 20 tomorrow night. Mount Smart Stadium. It's an eight o'clock kickoff as the Vodafone Warriors welcome the Canberra Raiders to Auckland. It's been some season for the Raiders. They're fourth. They've won their last three on the bounce. And they snapped Penrith's seven-game winning streak last Sunday at Panthers Stadium. What a season they're having. Chris Dutton writes Rugby League for the Canberra Times, and he joins us now. Thanks for your time, Chris. Welcome to Radio Sport. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Now, 10th in each of the last two seasons, the Raiders. What's been behind their resurgence in 2019? Geez, they've been like a yo-yo over the past few years, but um, it just seems like things have clicked for them this year. They've always had a good squad in the past two seasons. Uh, I guess pretty similar to the Warriors when you think about it like that. The big turnaround for the Raiders has been their defence. I think they're one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the competition at the moment, and that's allowed them to win the close games that they were losing last year and the last couple of years, actually. Has this come as a, a surprise, Chris, albeit a pleasant surprise to you and, and, and other people in Canberra? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a pleasant surprise. And look, um, everyone in Canberra remembers the 2016 season when the Raiders made a, a preliminary final, were knocked out by the Melbourne Storm. That was a dream season. Everyone thought that was going to change the run of things in Canberra. Up until then, I think they'd only made the finals once in four years. Um, everyone thought 2016 was going to be the, the turning point. Then there was the disappointment of, of last year and 2017 when you mentioned they finished 10th, but really they, they, they were never really in the hunt for finals. They were never really going to be a contender. So this year has come as a massive surprise because of where they've come from, but not a massive surprise when you look at the players they've got. They've, they've had a few little changes to their squad this year, but um, basically it's the same core of the team that, that made a prelim final in 2016. So who are some of those players who are, who are really standing out, the names you find yourself uh, putting in your match reports more often than not? Well, look, Aiden Caesar stepped up. I think he might have played the last seven games after uh, being left out early in the season. There's a bit of uncertainty around his future. But the move of, of Jack White into 5'8", which has come about because of Chance Nickel Clockstad, who, who you guys obviously know over there well, a, a former warrior who couldn't get a, a start over there and, fair enough, stuck behind Roger Tuovasa-Shek. But Chance Nickel Clockstad had, has really changed the Raiders because we saw with the Newcastle Knights this year when they moved Caelan Ponga to 5'8", and the experiment didn't last because they didn't have a good fullback who could win them games. The Raiders have Chance Nickel Clockstad, who allows Jack White to play at 5'8", Five eights without Ricky Stewart wondering should he should he move him back to the number one jersey and really um, if you look at the change he has been the big change. There's obviously the English guys as well, John Bateman who's come over and um, he's not the biggest bloke that you'll see over there at Mount at Mount Smart Stadium tomorrow night. But geez, he's a fighter. Yeah, um, Nickel Clockstead's really interesting because he only got about seven or eight games for the Warriors across mm. two seasons over here. He's he's been as you say exceptional for. For Canberra, D- did you know much about him before he arrived, Chris? Never heard of him at all, to be honest. I- I'd never seen him play, never heard of him. And to be fair, I-, I think probably most of his Raiders teammates hadn't really heard of him either. Um, Canberra fans hadn't. And-, and I remember when they signed him, it-, it sort of flew under the radar a little bit. It was like, all right, who is this bloke? Yep, they've signed a- another backup fullback just in case the Jack White experiment to 5-8 doesn't work. Um, but who is he really? Is is he going to shine? And and now I imagine Raiders fans are probably clamouring over saying, geez, sign this bloke up for life. He's a gun. 
Brilliant, good stuff. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I don't know if you've had much to deal with him, but he's one of the nicest blokes you'll meet as well. Yeah, no, haven't had the chance um, to meet Chance or to talk to him, um, but yeah, no, that's good Good to know. Good, he's a good uh, good Kiwi boy, nice and easy going. Um, yeah. how, do you think the, how do you think the Warriors match up to the Raiders? Because they haven't played. It's one of these quirks of the draw. They play twice mm. now uh, before the end of the season. How do you reckon the Warriors match up to the Raiders? Pretty well, actually. I think um, the Raiders all week have talked about the, the back three of the Warriors, um, led by Roger, obviously. Roger Tulvasa Shek at the back there. We all know how good he is. Um, but I think they're two probably even evenly matched teams. They don't play a lot, and they don't play a lot of meaningful games. We see them meet in the last round every now and then, um, late in the season. But I tell you what, there's plenty on the line for both teams this week. Um, the Raiders are obviously trying to cement their spot in the top four, and the Warriors trying to force their way into the top eight there. I think they're, they're very similar teams. The, the big out this week is obviously Isaac Luke. Um, Geez, it would have been a, a good showdown between Isaac Luke and Josh Hodgson there at Hooker, um, and it'll be interesting to see how that affects the side. But very similar in the halves, um, Blake Green versus Jack White, and they're two big ball runners who aren't traditional halves but um, know how to get a team around, great kicking games. Um, I think it's going to be a cracker. Now that the Raiders are, are well, firmly ensconced in the eight and probably you know should really finish mm. in the top four, do you think, uh, Chris, that they have what it takes to challenge the likes of the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, the Storm in, in one-off matches come finals time? It's, it's the thing about the Raiders this year is that we've been waiting all year for them to prove themselves, which seems silly because I, I was looking at the stats only yesterday and this is their most consistently good team since 2003. And, and when I say that, I mean they've spent the most time in the top four than they have in the past 16 years. But the thing is, they haven't beaten the Melbourne Storm, they haven't beaten the Sydney Roosters, and they haven't beaten the Rabbitohs. They haven't beaten Manly, which is the team running fifth at the moment. So we're still waiting. Yes, they've got a they've got a big test coming up over the next six weeks to finish a regular season. Everything we've seen so far, and the way they played against Penrith, and and the way the way they've dispatched of a few teams this year, suggests that yes, they're going to be a contender. But I really think they need one of those big scalps over the next six weeks to, to say to the rest of the comp- competition, hey, we're here and we're serious. How do you find Ricky Stewart to deal with? Look, Ricky's a good bloke. He's very fiery, very passionate. Um, let's just say he's uh, easy to deal with when they're winning, as all coaches <laughs> are, aren't they? <laughs> but um, Ricky's, Ricky's really got this Raiders team firing. And to be fair, he was probably under a little bit of pressure this year, given the Raiders, I think, had made the finals only once in his five years as coach. But the one thing that you notice about Ricky Stewart teams is that the players play for him. He he can really generate that support and that fire. And, and he's really got not only the players, but um, in all seriousness, he's got Canberra to buy into the Raiders jersey. He, the crowds that they're getting here at the moment um, are, are far better than what they were. I remember it was only five, six years ago that they got 6,000 people to their last game of the uh, last game of the season. Now they're getting sort of 15,000, 16,000. And um, I think a lot of that is to do with Ricky Stewart. Brilliant stuff. Well, I know there are a lot of Green Machine fans over here. Maybe that goes back to sort of the 90s, mm-hmm. the old uh, Winfield Cup days, you know, and uh, yeah. you know that, that, uh, that grand final between Canberra and Belmain that we still talk about today. Yeah. But uh, no, it's great to see them doing so well. I think a lot of people are really pleased to see the Raiders back up there, aren't they? Well, they are, and um, as you mentioned, the Canberra's sort of everyone's second favourite team. So, mm. you know, if you support um, Brisbane and there's no one left in the competition or they get knocked out of the, the finals, you support the Raiders because 
they play an exciting brand. People like them. That there's, you know, I know Canberra gets a, a little bit of hate in terms of Australia as being the boring capital, but it's it's really a great place. And and the way that the footy team plays is awesome to watch. And as you mentioned, there's the connections everywhere with the Raiders, which um, you mentioned New Zealand. You got Quinton Pongia, John Lomax, Ruben Wiki, those sorts of guys who came over to Canberra to play. From England, you've got Josh Hodgson, Elliot Whitehead, John Bateman, Ryan Sutton. And then from um, Queensland, you've got the likes of Mal Meninga, Gary Belcher, all of those guys who came down in the early days to start the Raiders. Well, there's connections everywhere. And I think that's why everyone, when the final series comes around and your team gets knocked out, people jump on board the Green Machine bandwagon. It's been great to chat to you, Chris. Thanks for taking the time, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Too easy. Thanks for having me.